This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here today after an unbelievable 5-0 win against Morecambe. Um, I'm very, very pleased to have a couple of new faces here as well, which is great. We're here after six wins in a row. We're 15 unbeaten in the league. We look like we might actually be able to mount an assault on the top two, which I never thought I'd say looking back to the start of the season that we had. So, to introduce people who are on today, we first off got a regular, Chris Matthews Redwoods. How are you, Chris? Hello, mate. Very good, thanks. That, as 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 Sundays go after a 5-0 win, you don't get better than that. Well, exactly. It was a special day. And I've also got, if people were fans of Not Another Derby podcast back in the day, that is calling back <laughs> a long time now. Uh, we've got Jacob Hackett. How are you, Jacob? I'm good. It's uh, nice to be back on a, a highly upgraded format. I think you, you've taken it a little bit further than I was capable of. So uh, it's good to be back. And let's see. I think we've lost Jacob for a second there. And we've also got Carolyn Hall, but last but not least, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm uh, doing very good, I'm thank not... you. Especially after yesterday. I think Jacob's struggling a little bit there. I think he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a Rams Talk episode without a technical hitch. So, Chris, to start off, I mean, there's only one man we can talk about to start off with, and that man is David McGoldrick. Um, he was absolutely unbelievable yesterday, wasn't he? Oh, he? He just oozes quality, doesn't he? 
Um, I think he's. I think uh, a few months ago we'd have called him one of those luxury players, um, but he's shown that when he's fit, he starts, um, and he's not just an impact sub. Um, and yeah, he's just. I, I yeah, I, I honestly cannot praise him highly enough as to what he's done to our forward line, um, and I think if he carries on the way the way he is going at the moment he could be 25 goals plus and hopefully that will carry on in, into the championship next season oh mate that's a very very ambitious talk but i like it i really do like it and carolyn you were there yesterday which is great is yeah. that your sixth game of the season now you've made from ireland which is pretty yeah, impressive it's... Yeah, the sixth one this season. So hopefully get a few more in. I usually do the last game of the season for my birthday. Um, but I think that might actually be a pretty interesting one. I think it's Sheffield Wednesday. It's Sheffield Wednesday away. Yeah. yeah, so I think that actually could be a really interesting one. Like we could be kind of thinking top two, maybe. Oh, God, I hope you're right. I'm very I ambitious. Right. <laughs> I, I have a good feeling. I do. <laughs> me too, me too. And on David McGoldrick, I mean, as Chris yeah. said there, we're going to rely on him. We're going to need him, aren't we? Um, he's a really, really special player. Uh, what did you make of his performance yesterday? I suppose I've watched David McGoldrick a good bit. I suppose when he used to play for the Republic of Ireland, I've always been a fan of him, but I did not think when he signed for us, I didn't think he was going to be as important as he is. Like, I suppose at his age, people are kind of thinking, oh, like, you know, are you going to expect him to be scoring goal after goal? But like another hat trick yesterday, it was just amazing. He's so good. He's so good. He, he really is. I mean, I've got the stats yeah. up here and that's the first player in 49 years for Derby to score three hat-tricks in a season, is which is an obscene stat. It is, you know, genuinely ridiculous yeah. that we've got a player that's done that. And We're Jacob, a different team with him on the side, though, totally. Oh, 100%. 100%. And Jacob, we saw something quite strange yesterday. We hadn't seen it in a while. We saw McGoldrick and Collins kind of up there together. I know McGoldrick was a bit deeper. We're going to try and see if you can talk for the 30 seconds without cutting out. Um, how do you think their That's relationship right. works? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird one because both of them, well, McGoldrick can play in either position, either in the 10 or up top himself. I feel like Collins benefits from having McGoldrick behind him in and around to break up the play. And Well, you've seen what McGoldrick can do with the ball at his feet. I don't think there's anyone in the league that can do what he does better than him. So I think any striker that plays in front of McGoldrick, McGoldrick and the Ted, benefits. I think it's more of um, what McGoldrick has to do than it is to what Collins has to offer to McGoldrick, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that that's the way that I'd look at it. I think anyone with McGoldrick is going to be a healthy relationship. But um, mm. I think it is mainly Didsley that is the, the key to that. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. Um, you know, I thought actually Collins played quite well yesterday. I know we were quite critical of him last week after the West Ham game. Obviously, he was playing against good opposition. Um, but yeah, we were quite critical of him. That's his first goal since scoring against Burton quite a while ago. So yeah, nice for him to get back on the score sheet and a, and a good pen as well. But Chris, back to McGoldrick. I mean, three goals. He won as a pen as well. <clears throat> I, actually, it was quite funny because I actually didn't think he was having like a great game. <laughs> But, you know, 44th minute, we desperately, desperately need a goal. It changes the team talks at half-time for both teams. McGoldrick steps up, rifles it, bottom corner. What a finish that was. Oh, it was brilliant. And, you know, I, I've no doubt that, that if it had been the other way around, Hurahane would have put it in, 
in the bottom bottom corner as well. They're both players that on their day can produce that moment of quality. And let's face it, in in League One, you're going to be scrapping a lot, and it might just be that one or two moments of quality that changes um, that changes games. And it couldn't come at a better time just before the break. Uh, Morecambe would have been delighted that they managed to keep it at nil nil. Um, and yeah, it's moments like that that do change games, and we're going to need that a lot more. Um, but yeah, if we can just wrap him in what in cotton wool, um, I'm glad we're out of the FA Cup now because Warren won't be tempted to tempted to play him, um, and the Pizza Cup as well. So yeah, let's just keep him fit. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm I'm excited this weekend. First time I think that we can get that top top two spot and I haven't thought that all season so oh, yeah it's a big call isn't it but yeah I mean Carolyn Morecambe they're terrible away from home Let, you know yeah. you can't sugarcoat it they've won one game away from home all season so it's always going to be a game where Derby were favourites Paul Warren spoke in his post-match press conference yeah I saw his interview he was, he, he, was, was he was very nervous wasn't he mm-hmm. that we were playing against a team that you know it's a potential banana skin didn't Derby yeah. handle that banana skin well definitely yeah I suppose yesterday I, I think I always am quite optimistic but I said to my dad when it was getting towards the end of the first half I was like look it's like I think if we get a goal before half time we'll be okay but I just think the second half, we were just so good. Like, if we could play like that every week, I thought I was watching Barcelona. It was great. Um, but, yeah, I think if we can keep playing like that and, you know, keep picking up points, we're on such a good run at the moment. I genuinely do think if we don't finish second, I think we're going to finish third. But not out there. That's my prediction. Well, well, I think third's probably getting to a point where it might be ours to lose as well. Chris put his, his finger up there to, to say first. I think that's that's very ambitious with the way Chef Wednesday are playing, but I hope you're right. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think um, Whitaker did us a, a favour um, when his loan was finished in Plymouth. Mm, so. I know. Yeah, thank you. It's written in the stars, isn't it? I mean, that says it all. I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) If if it happens, that'll be so special, won't it? But let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we've only won six in a row. We need another six and then maybe we'll be up there. Um, Jacob, Carolyn spoke there about watching Barcelona and a player that's obviously massive at Barcelona is Lionel Messi. And I bet you're wondering exactly where I'm going with this. But Lewis yeah. Dobbin, for the last 25 <laughs> minutes yesterday, it was like watching right-footed Messi at his best. I've never seen fullbacks get terrorised. I actually felt sympathy. It was like, please, these people have families. Please, Lewis, let him <laughs> off. I mean, it, I don't know what's happened in the last few weeks. He's been unbelievable, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, the opposition defenders yesterday didn't stand a chance. And it was the same, really, against Paul Vale uh, a week or so ago. You know, he, he came off the bench and he... He looked a new man completely. I think myself and quite a few others have been critical over his decision-making in the final third. You know, he's not quite got that composure to find the back of the net or to tee someone up. And then against Port Vale, he came on and produced those two fantastic assists. And then against Morecambe again, he's started the match and he's really... I feel like he's starting to to get to grips now. I think he he needed that little bit of time to bed into senior football, to bed into working under Paul Warren and working with new teammates. So he wasn't used to, you know, before the season started. Um, and I think he's coming into his own now. I think there's healthy competition. He had been dropped for Barkhausen for a while. 
And I think that might have made him step back and, you know, he had to work hard and training to make sure he's, you know, knocking on Bourne's door and getting into the first team fold again. Um, but yeah, he's taken a chance, hasn't he? He was fantastic. And I'd be surprised if he didn't start start the next game now. But it's he's definitely a player in good form. And uh, I just hope he can start racking up that, that goal tally. So I want to mm -hmm. see him add goals to his game because it's the one thing he's missing now for me is hitting the back of the net. And I think... When he does finally get that that next goal, hopefully we'll start to see him kick on from there. Yeah, I hope you're right, mate. And you say some really good stuff when your internet works. So let's let's keep it this way for the rest of the episode. But Chris, uh, Jacob said there, you know, Dobbin is well, he's got everything, hasn't he? Now he's got everything, and he's he's showing a side to his game that I don't think we knew that he had. We knew that he was quick, and you know, he created chances. We didn't realize that he could do it in the way that he's doing it. But as Jacob says, that end product's that one last thing. And he had a couple of good chances yesterday, didn't he? He did. And, you know, I think before the 85th minute of the, at the Port Vale game, the frustration we felt with him was just huge. Uh, I think we've established now he isn't an out-and-out -out striker. That's a well-known fact because he, he can't finish his dinner. But his pace is obviously going to be an issue. And, you know, the fact that he's keeping Barkhausen out of out of the team, who I think since Christmas has been fantastic, um, says an awful lot. So the, 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 the more he keeps um, reducing performances like, like that and keeping the likes of Barks out of the team, brilliant. But, yeah, as Jacob said, for his own confidence, I think he needs to start banging them in because he's getting there. He's getting in the right areas but um yeah i think i think shooting practice is definitely top definitely top of his list for the next few weeks yeah i think you're right and he, he had a couple of great chances didn't he? he had one that was quite unlucky where the keeper parried it away he had a couple where he tried to whip it right into the top corner um which he's done a few occasions now and it always seems to just be slightly too high or slightly too wide every time but you know you fortunately know Fortunately, while Dizzy's on form, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But it's going to be those one nil games where he has to produce that is going to be interesting to see, isn't it? Well, yeah, but we saw in in the Port Vale game, he doesn't always need to score to make a, a big Absolutely impact on not. the game. Um, but Carolyn, uh, we talked about Lewis Dobbin and how exciting he is. And Jacob mentioned earlier the healthy competition, and I think earlier in the season. Barquez and Mendes Lang were sort of the two. And then yeah. when one of them had to come off, it was sort of like, oh no, who's coming on? Who's yeah. going to, are we bringing a sooner on the wing again? And and stuff like that. And now we've got four players because we've got Dobbin who's hit form and we've got Tony Springer, who I thought played well when he came on yesterday. There is a lot of healthy competition, isn't there? And do you think that will make a big difference in the running? Definitely, yeah. I think the competition's always good. I suppose these people, you know, fighting for their place and then it pushes the standard up. But I think also it's important in case we, hopefully it won't happen, but if we do pick up injuries, at least you have players that are there to fill the spot and it's not kind of thinking, okay, well, if this one person gets injured, we really don't have someone who can fill that position. So yeah, definitely, I think so. I've been really impressed with Barkhausen. So yeah, I suppose, as you were saying as well there with Dobbin, the main thing was the, like finishing. Um, and if you can do that, I think it's going to be hard for anyone to get in ahead of him. But yeah. 
Well, I think if Dobbin could put the ball in the back of the net, he'd have about 80 goals a season. So yeah, he'd probably he'd one of the greatest <laughs> players that ever exist. So, yeah, if, if that happens, I think we're, every Derby fan and probably every Everton fan as well will be yeah. uh, very I really very like Barkhausen, though. I do. I mm. really, really like him. As I think, yeah, as you were saying, Chris, like just from like after Christmas, he's really been good. At the start of the season, I was a bit, mm, I don't know. Like, I, it does take, I suppose, players a while to settle in when they've joined a new club, but I wasn't, I wasn't one hundred percent sure, but I do, I do really like him. I have to say. Mm, I don't know if I don't know if if you recall the Ipswich away game when Barkhouse, yeah. it was just atrocious, wasn't it? And I thought then I tweeted, he is not a poor warm type of type of player at all. But I'm glad to say he's proved me wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm also very no, glad. I've been Chris. impressed. Too. <laughs> and he did also pick up the very, very prestigious Rams Talk February Player of the Month. Uh, voted by supporters on Twitter as well, which I'm sure he's delighted about. I mean, he liked the post. On Definitely. So he must have been very, very pleased. Um, he was in tears. But Jacob, I mean, Carolyn touched on there the fact that we've got a lot of players that are playing well. And, and Chris has said that, you know, players that we thought weren't poor, warm players are now buying into the system and it's really starting to go well. And we look at the squad harmony that we have at the minute and Warren mentioned it in his post-match presser. He was saying it's a small squad, but they're all really good friends and you can see it on the pitch, can't you? Yeah. I mean, you can see it, I think on and off the pitch in the little social media clips that they're sharing around of each other in the changing rooms and, you know, on the, on the training pitch. I think it's nice to see because it's such like a kind of jumbled up group of individuals, kind of similar to last year in a way where we've had a load of free agents come from here, there and everywhere. We've had some of the younger lads from last year, coming through we've got loanies that have come to the club that we might not have perhaps even heard of before they join this season um but they all seem to be getting on really well i think paul warren and his staff are a huge part of that like the little thing is like getting a mug every time they score and they have the um the photo wall of like every time they keep a clean sheet or every time they yeah. win they have like a there might be both. two separate walls like both yeah, yeah and the family wall um so just little things like that and it kind of eggs they all leg each other on um, so for me, it, it's really nice to say that they don't seem to ever fall out with each other. Not that we've had a lot of reason for them to be falling out with each other. We've, you know, lost one game since late October. Is it something like that? We haven't um, lost since October in the league. Yeah. So, so we've not got a lot of a lot, a lot of reason for the players to be falling out with each other. But there's definitely something ticking there on and off the pitch, and, it, and it's really nice to see. I think I know we've moved past it now a little bit, but we're talking about whether we're aiming to get into the top two or not. And it's, you know, we win our game in hand with third and suddenly, suddenly it's there. The opportunity is there for us to take. So I'm a quietly, I'm not going to say anything. I'm making no predictions for where we're going to finish, but it's not a bad place. To oh, come on, Jacob. Be, be optimistic. Yeah. Come on, Jacob. You've got to say yeah, it give now. It, give it another four or five months. Give it another four or five months. I'll tell you. Five months. Or five months will be in pre-season then. <laughs> I was going to say. That's what I can tell you. It'll be right. <laughs> oh, genuinely, it is amazing though. And I'm, I remember when the news first came out that obviously Rossini was going and Warm was coming in and there were a couple of whisperings of players being unhappy. I know a couple of players that were obviously key under Rossini had sort of voiced their frustration. You know, they thought they were building something, but... Chris, I mean, Jake, Jake's already answered. The buy-in's been incredible. There's so many different aspects, you know, just the little things behind closed doors have made a, a huge difference. But 
don't you think it's been really important that the senior players have worked so well with the younger players? You look at the likes of Mendes Lang, who, you know, despite being 30, 31, has the Instagram of a 20-year-old and he seems to get on with every single player. And you could say that for all of them. And against West Ham, Curtis Davis, he had the armband. He went over. I spoke to Aaron Cashin's mum before the game uh, yesterday. Um, with you name dropper. Well, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, and, and she was talking about how um, Curtis wanted Erin Cashin to wear the armband and it's little things like that that are so special, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's little things like that that we're, after the last two years, we are so grateful for to have players who want, who want to do that for us. And I think the last few years we have had that. It's either a squad of elderly players, not el- elderly, let's say experienced players past it um, yeah <laughs> experienced players and really really young i think paul warren mentioned it didn't he within his first few in- interviews that we don't have anyone in in at the middle of that the the 24 25 26 year olds but um you know it's all about curtis davis i know he's taken some stick this season but god he can stay at the club for as long as he wants um, I mean, I'm not saying he's solely responsible for the, the way Cashin has come on, but he was his last season. It was those two, and you know, I'd, I'd argue now that Cashin is probably the best centre back in League One, and I think I'm, I've been very, very, I've been very optimistic. Now I'm going to be a bit pessimistic. If we don't go up, I think we're going to be very lucky to keep Cashin next season. Um, sorry, Jake. You were saying <laughs> no. It's it's all right. It's all right. You, you're saying good stuff. It's 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 true. I think we'd be very very lucky to keep him. Um, you know when you and night, yeah, and night and birds. And I think that's yeah. one of the things we just got to not think about. You know, yeah. focus on the task at hand and and think about that when we get to it. I mean, Erin Cashin on who scored, which obviously the player ratings on that aren't gospel, but he's the best player in League One, and you don't just that doesn't just happen. You know, yeah. you've got to earn your way to the top. Even Barry Bannon on whatever he earns a week and 10 years experience in the Prem and Championship can't touch him, can't get near Aaron Cashin. So mm. for him to be in that position, there's obviously going to be teams. I know the, the bid that was rejected was a pretty high one. It was close to 10 million as well. So the fact that we're turning that down now before we've even finished the season and seen where, you know, where we end up, I think is really big. And if we do sell him, we'll probably make a lot of money too. And that's why people, that's why people like Curtis Davis are so important because he probably sat down and said, look, yeah, you, you, you can go and sit on the bench in uh, the Premier League um, and be, and be loaned out again and earn five, six times more than, than you do with us. But you want to play every week and it looks like he does want to play. And I think, yeah, that's what I say. Players like Curtis Davis are, in, are invaluable and um, hopefully we won't need to sell cash in until he's worth 50 mil. So. Yeah, well, let's let's hope not. Hopefully he guides us to the Prem with uh, Mendes Lang, just like the chant goes. <laughs> oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just got to hope that Curtis Davis also gaffer tapes into a chair come May and uh, doesn't let him get out again until August, September time. <laughs> Make sure he uh, stays around. But Caroline, there was a debutant yesterday, which is always exciting. Um, you know, yeah. obviously, apart from the start of the season where we signed a whole team, we haven't had many new debutants appear yeah. apart from Springer in recent times. Harvey White, I, I thought he played really well when he came on, was unlucky not to score due to a really good save yes. by Corey Smith. Oh my um, God, I was watching it back on the highlights today. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, I know. What did you make of his debut? 
I thought he was really good. I was really impressed with him, I have to say. Um, as you were saying there, he could have scored, but, um, you know, Corey Smith was too good at defending. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I have to say, yeah, really impressed. I'm looking forward to seeing him play and hopefully he might even get a start soon, I'd imagine, because especially with Max Bird mm. being out. Well, I don't know how long he's out for, though. It's about four weeks, isn't it? Four or five weeks? Yeah. That's, that's the thing about the cup, isn't it? Like, mm. you know, it is nice having a good cup run, yeah. but that's always my yeah. fear because I'm like, realistically, we're not going to win the FA Cup, but it's an opportunity for players to pick up injuries. Mm. So it's frustrating. But look, hopefully, um, White will maybe get his chance and be able to prove himself. So, yeah, looking forward to well, that. Let's hope so. And that, that leads me to my question for you, Jacob. We spoke earlier in the episodes about the McGoldrick Collins sort of link up up top. I won't lie, I've always been a fan of 4 3 3 over 4 2 3 1. I think it also frees up, as, as Warren said, it, it frees up Knight and Horahan to do their thing. Going into Wickham next week, which we'll obviously talk about in a, in a little bit of time, um, would you rather we stuck White in there and hold him midfield and went back to the tried and tested or do we stick with this uh, two up front formation that we've been playing? I I think personally for me, I'd, I'd stick with what we have been playing. I, th- I think we know what Warren's like in terms of he, he rarely likes to change a winning side and I, and I think that'll be the same for the Wickham game. I don't think there'll be any changes to the starting eleven at all, really. He may bring Sibley back in for Roberts as he did with bringing Cashin back in at centre-back in place of Davis, but I don't know because for me, Hayden Roberts has been fairly decent. Like he's not really put a foot wrong. I don't think he really put a foot wrong before Sibley took that spot either. You know, I think Hayden Roberts is another player that for me has improved and has begun to show a little bit more of what he's capable of, similar to Dobbin. Um, and I don't see any, I don't see why Sibley would come in right now if he has a silly, it's only just coming back from injury, isn't he? So, that he might stay on the bench again for another game or they might put Sibley straight back in. But I think in terms of the the shape itself and squad selection, I think it'll be the same start in 11, give or take Sibley for Roberts. I can't see much being changed because we're on a roll and this is the team yeah. we've pretty much, you know, more or less been playing with. So I don't see any need to change it unless there's another injury picked up in training, which tends to happen quite a lot. So <laughs> I can't we'll see, see Roberts being dropped, to be honest. I think he's actually been really good. Um, maybe if Sibley comes back in, he might play in midfield. But I think I think Hayden Roberts has been really good. I've been very impressed with him. Yeah. And this going back to Harvey White, just to raise a, a quick trivia question to the three of you. Um, if Co- uh, Corey Smith hadn't decided to block that ball off the line, He'd have been the first goal scorer to score on their debut for Derby since who? Oh. Oof. It's very easy. It's very easy. Think Is about it? it. Horan. Yes, it's Conor Horan. Oh. <laughs> you forget that, yeah, our entire team was signed at the start of the season. Yeah. I was thinking back a few years and I was like, hang on a minute. I was thinking <laughs> yeah, Mason Mount. Was it Mount? Yeah, yeah Mount, yeah. Mount did as well. To be fair, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Betty Beningami, I'm sure, was was close at, at times. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a horrible time, wasn't it? When when we had them playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, Chris, we've we've talked about Harvey. White, we've talked about Hayden Roberts. Jacob said there he thinks there'll only be one change. Do you agree? Yeah, I think Paul Warren's a very old-fashioned manager. Why change? A winning system 
um especially that sort of convincing win and you know and you know, people say Morecambe are a very different kettle of fish to Wickham of course they are but the way we're playing the the, the confidence levels I don't think it matters who we're playing if we're playing that sort of level of football so yeah absolutely no reason to change it at all good stuff good stuff and now right a topic that i've put on just because carolyn likes talking about him uh jason knight uh he scored his second goal of the season i've, I've put down here it, it was his first league goal since august so it's been a, a fair while since he's found the back of the net in the league obviously he scored against barnsley a few weeks ago as well carolyn Jason Knight's been unbelievable, hasn't he, since he's come back yeah. from injury. And he took his goal yesterday so well. It was so good. It was really, really good. Yeah. I, I have to say, I've always been a big fan of Jason Knight. I think his work rate... Uh, look, do I need to say the obvious? <laughs> um, but I just think he'll always, like, he'll run for 90 minutes. Like, he's he really, like, he'll literally, like, chase everyone down. And then yesterday he scored. So what else do you want? <laughs> yeah. Do you prefer no, in a two or a three? Probably a three. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. A, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, mm. But Jacob, I mean, Jason Knight, we, we've, all, we've seen what he can do, can't we? We know what he can do. And I think one of the big challenges from this season was re-adding goals to his game. Obviously, he scored a few under Koku when he was playing out wide. Do you think he's got a good chance now with the way that we're playing to add more to his tally this season? Jacob, <laughs> you there? I'm already working then. Do I think that Jason Knight should be adding more goals to his tally, or could be adding more goals? Could to his he? Tally? Could he? Was that, was that the question? He could. Could he? Yeah. Could he? Oh, right. Yes. Yes, he could. <laughs> uh, I think, I think we he got could. there eventually. Um, yeah. This is top um, level stuff. I, I, don't think I, know, yeah. I don't think there's much explaining behind that either, really. I think it's definitely something that he could and should be looking to add to his game. Um, his work off the ball is as impressive as anyone I've ever seen play for Derby. But, you know, it, get, getting the goals, getting the assists, it's what you, you judge by on the larger scale of things. So he looks to be enjoying this role a little bit more so now under Warren, he's running, he's, he covers every inch of the pitch, doesn't he? So the the way he finished that goal off, it, it, you know, you'd expect him to be scoring every week with that kind of composure and, you know, right tight to the feet and finishing into the bottom right-hand corner. So it, it made it look so easy. Um, so hopefully we get a few more fuzzy assists uh, into into Jason Knight. So that, that could be another key partnership for us if uh, Fozzie wants to bomb forward anymore. <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah, not forget he started so the season at right back. Yeah. Mm. yeah, 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 he did. He did. And I was going to say, I was going to bring up Fozzy actually. It's like you read my mind there, Jacob. And Chris, <laughs> I, was, I was having a look the other day. Almost every outfield player had registered a goal or assist for Derby this season. And for Scythe, I remember seeing a thing where it was like we had a starting 11. The only outfield player that hadn't got one was for Scythe. And it was a marauding run, wasn't it, down the centre and a great ball. And don't you think it epitomises how much of a difference he's made since he's moved into centre-back? Oh, hugely. But that run epitomised, that took, took me back to the McLaren part one days when he was bombing down the left-hand side, you know. Um, no, he, I mean, as, as you know, we talk about Curtis Davis as a club, club legend. Fozzie has seen it all at Derby County. He's played under... 
11 managers, I think. I think I'm right in saying. Um, and I don't care about him assisting, to be honest. Him at centre-back um, has been a revelation this season. And I know it was enforced. He had, he had to go there. But it was genius. And um, when's his testimonial? That's what I want to know. Oh, mate, I cannot wait to go. Uh, I think that'll be a, a really good day. Uh, can you imagine some of the players that will play in that? You reckon Nick Blackman and Abdul Kamara will turn up? Richard Keogh, that'll be fun. <laughs> I don't think Mason Bennett will be there. No, Mason no. Bennett might not. Might miss the invite for that one there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be surprised to see a, a few players <laughs> on that day. Um, but no, guys, this has been great. And just one really quick thing before we, we wrap up and finish off this, what's been a, a very, very... Uh, professional podcast i'd say um <laughs> predictions for wickham uh what i want i want a really quick score prediction and then i want the first goal scorer if you've got us down to score you could have us down to lose four nil i don't know um carolyn prediction goal scorer um david mcgoldrick three one derby oh good stuff second away goal of the season for mcgoldrick coming hopefully uh jacob uh, i'm playing it safe i'm going one all collins one all, Chris. One all. I'm going to do a quick wider prediction, um, just to put it in context. Why I've been so excited. 18 games left. If we win between 10 and 12 of those, we will go up as champions. I think <laughs> we will win one nil on Saturday, and I think Dizzy will get a last, last, last minute winner, um, and we'll all go mental. <laughs> the most I can't lose my ever. voice any more times. Like Derby and Kenji <laughs> is the reason why I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> it would genuinely be the most Derby thing ever if we won every game for the rest of the season and Wednesday against Plymouth <laughs> won almost Look every at what game. Villa did the year we played them in the playoffs. <laughs> but I don't think ten wins out of eighteen, considering the run form we've been on, is unrealistic at all. Well, and I think if we do that, we are champions. So. God. Imagine oh. the optimism in this studio tonight is unbelievable. I don't it like would be it. Be one hell of a day out at Hillsborough. Oh God, yeah. can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. That's like we... my birthday. Can I... Two days after I don't my birthday. Want to imagine. So. Can I just say <laughs> if, if we lose one nil to Wickham? Yeah. Can I just say if we lose one nil to Wickham in the last minute, I'm not coming on next next week. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, it'll be your fault, Chris. It'll be your yeah, game. absolutely. Yeah. Jacob, like you said there, Hillsborough, last game of the season, if it's a battle for like top two, that is going to be a horrific oh my day. God. I don't think I could handle it. I don't, <laughs> I don't think, think I could watch it. it. That's like worse than a playoff final. Like could... Go out on a it's dog walk. Almost I, I could do it. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I don't think that final game of the season will be to decide if we get into the top six or not. I think it really could come down to if we win this, we go up automatically. If not, we fall into the dreaded playoffs uh, again. And then we know... I don't you know, think I can actually do another playoff. So. No. Don't make me I'm think getting that. cold sweats already. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have right. an anxiety attack in a minute if we keep... <laughs> <laughs> My Fitbit right. has just gone up to 85, so... <laughs> so... I reckon for Wickham, I reckon it will be uh, going. I'll say 2-1 Derby. I know it's a bit of a boring, safe prediction. I think it will be similar to Port Vale. I think they'll get an early goal. They're doing well at home at the minute. And then, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think we've got the quality. Break them down, show some of that character that we've got. And, uh, yeah, really give it a good go. But, right, guys, it's been a real pleasure. It's been a bit of a throwback, actually, to a, a bygone era. Um, 
Yeah, I've I've really really enjoyed it. Uh, if listeners did enjoy it, um, please check out other episodes. You can find us Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, if you're a, a video viewer, same thing. You can find us on all good streaming services. If you are listening and want to watch all of our lovely faces as we waffle for half an hour about Derby, you can do that youtube.com slash at Rams Talk Pods, or you can just search Rams Talk Podcast on Twitter and you can see the full live stream, um, including Jacob disconnecting at the start, which was probably the best bit of the episode. Um, so, right, guys, it's been a real, real pleasure. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.